and welcome back to another episode of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. We are dad and daughter reflecting on lots of football this week with me, Lauren. And me, Graham. When I say lots of football, actually, there's been no Premier League and Championship, but we've got some Euros and we're obviously going to keep on rounding up League One, League Two, as well as the National League. So I'm going to start off by rounding up uh, League One this week to kick it all off. And it was a, a very dominating performance from Peterborough against Accrington Stanley. 7-0, absolute hammering. It's their biggest win since 2007 for Peterborough. League One leading goal scorer Johnson Clark Harris, he got a hat-trick in the match. I think that's the second now of the season. And he's on 25 goals for the season, so he's doing very well. I think uh, Charlie Wick from Sunderland's coming in second for the leading goal scorers in League One. So, yeah, a fantastic season that he's having. 19 shots, 12 on target. Really just accumulated uh, Aki Stanley, unfortunately. And um, staying in those automatic promotion places, they're in second and they are one point off Hull, who drew 1-1 versus Gillingham and they've got a game in hand on them. So it was a really good result for Peterborough. And then Bristol Rovers versus Sunderland on paper, obviously bottom towards the bottom of the table versus towards the top. But it was quite a cagey affair. Um, it was an Aidan O'Brien 39 minute goal that sealed the three points for Sunderland. Just 1-0. 17 games unbeaten in all competitions now Sunderland. So they're doing really, really well. Their third, two points off Peterborough, also I just mentioned, with a game in hand. Um, Bristol Rovers, four losses now on the bounce and the teams around them, a couple I'll be mentioned, seem to be picking up some points over the weekend and midweek. So they now find themselves second from bottom um, and only two points ahead of Rochdale. And then two teams right down there towards the relegation zone. I said some teams are picking up some points. It was Wimbledon versus Northampton. And it turned into a very dramatic second half where Joe Piggott for Wimbledon scored in the 88th minute. And then Northampton did have a penalty in the 97th minute, which was saved. So it's a huge three points for Wimbledon. Their first win in seven. Uh, now joint on points with Northampton, but they've got two games in hand. And then quickly on Friday night, there uh, was a quite a big result actually at Oxford versus Lincoln. 2-1 to Oxford. They came back after conceding a goal from Anthony uh, Scully in the fourth minute. Disappointing return back to the old stomping ground from Michael Appleton. Five without a win now for Lincoln. And then now seven points off those top two. So there's a slight gap beginning to form. Um, Oxford, one point off Blackpool and the playoffs. So a really good result for Oxford. But um, Lincoln just seemed to be dipping in form at the wrong time of the season, really. So the League One's as uh, interesting as ever. What about the League Two? Uh, League Two was same again. Interesting. Lots going on top and bottom. There was 11 matches Saturday, of which four were 1-0 wins. So I've got three of those 1-0 wins to talk about. First one was a uh, promotion clash between Forest Green and Bolton. And Bolton came away 1-0 winners. Sounded like a, a pretty dull game, very even. 50% possession. Both teams had two shots on target. Uh, so that's a not the best match you've ever seen, but a really uh, critical goal for Bolton, who were now 13 games unbeaten. Had a fantastic run from bottom to top of the table, really. Forest Green lost a top scorer, Jimmy Matt, uh, in the second minute with a suspected broken arm after a clash. So I don't guess that helped them, but what a brilliant win for Bolton. They're now fourth, Forest Green fifth, so two teams really chasing that uh, automatic promotion place at the top of the second division. Another one of the 1-0 wins was Morecambe versus Cheltenham. Um, Morecambe trying to hang on to playoff places, Cheltenham trying to get automatic promotion. That was a 20th minute goal from Liam McAlinden. Uh, who had a rare start, 
up front for Morecambe. He scored the winner. Cheltenham were on top, 65% possession. They had 20 shots versus seven from Cheltenham. Six of them on goal. Cheltenham had one on, sorry, Morecambe had one on goal, which they scored. Cheltenham was still second, so in a good place, but Morecambe up to sixth. And Morecambe, despite probably being favourites for relegation, have had a great season. Derek Adams, 45-year-old Scott, is their manager. Played midfields in Scotland for lots of teams. Had a couple of games at Burnley. Other than that, it was predominantly Scottish uh, league. He uh, managed Ross, Con- Ross County a couple of times, Plymouth. Uh, and he's managed Morecambe since 2019 and doing a, a really good job of it by the looks of it. And the third 1-0 win I'll look at is Exeter versus Salford. Again, two teams on the uh, edge of promotion. Two teams that are up and down a bit. Uh, as another 1-0 win, Matt J scored the winner. Again, a very close game, 50% possession. Exeter leaves them eighth, one point off playoffs. Uh, Salford, new manager Gary Boyer, ex-Blackburn manager. They're down to 10th, six points off the playoffs. Exeter had lost the last three, so it was a great win for them. Salford haven't won in five now. And with the Man United guys tinkering around there, looks like they might have lost a chance to go up again, possibly, as they're trying to settle a new manager in there. But Exeter uh, looking to uh, get into those playoff places. 1-0 win, great for them. So today's a bit more of a roundup podcast. So we're going to keep our rants and raves and things like that for next week. So sticking with the roundup theme, I'm just going to mention some interesting and the main highlights from the qualifiers for Europe. On Thursday night, obviously England versus San Marino, who've got a world ranking of 210. So we won 5-0, but apparently weren't clinical enough in front of goal. Um, Ward Prowse got his first goal for England, so that's very encouraging. Sterling was captain, Calvert-Lewin, Sterling, Lingard up front. You definitely get the sense that Gareth Southgate is still very much playing around with the squad. Interestingly, Pope was in goal. And in that league, we've got Albania, Poland, Hungary, Andorra. So... On paper, we're, we've got a good league there. We've got so many different choices in midfield. Obviously, Greedish if he's fit, Madison if he's fit, Mason Mount, Foden. There's an endless supply. Who would be maybe two of your dead set midfielders or attacking players? Just two, Dad. That's what I'm going to ask you for, for midfielders or attackers. Uh, Foden and Kane. Oh, okay. Yeah, he rested Kane. But it'll be interesting to see nearer the time when... Um, things get set in stone as to what his uh, squad's going to be but Pope and goal is quite an interesting move and on Saturday very interesting Republic of Ireland versus Luxembourg 85th minute winner for Luxembourg so um, Republic of Ireland not doing well at all they've lost their first two matches bottom of group A uh, they lost to Serbia that was the other match they lost and um, they got Azerbaijan and Portugal still left to go Serbia doing really well they're topping the league with Portugal after their 2-2 draw um, Liverpool fans will be happy to see Diego Jota fit and getting two goals. I think that was a bit of controversy. Ronaldo took off the armband and uh, yeah, I think he had a goal that clearly went over the line, but no VAR, unfortunately. So uh, he wasn't happy. And then in Group E, you've got Czech Republic and Belgium atop. They drew 1-1. Lukaku got a goal, assisted by De Bruyne. And obviously in that league, you had Wales who did lose to Belgium midweek 3-1. And then Group G is becoming really interesting, actually. Turkey are doing fantastically well. They've won their first two matches, 4-2 versus the Netherlands, which was a bit of a shocker, and um, 3-0 against Norway. Um, interestingly, saw in from Leicester, he got a goal. 
Montenegro are second in that group. And then you've got the Netherlands and Norway, who've both won one and lost one. So um, that group in particular is proving to be quite interesting because um, well, the Netherlands have long had a, a really good history, obviously, with football. But um, as of the last however many years, because was, when was it? They didn't qualify for the World Cup, was it, Netherlands? Yeah, they've had a bit of a patchy... I mean, they were brilliant in the probably 70s, was it? 80s, perhaps? Yeah. But they've, they seem to have uh, had a mixed fortune in the last, couple of, uh, last few years. Yeah, so um, obviously people like Van Dijk is injured as well, but um, it, that'll be very interesting. And there's still some more qualifying matches, obviously, to go. So it's quite a lot to wrap your head around at this time, what with COVID, whereas people have got fans in. I saw some highlights from the Netherlands match and they've got some fans in. So it's good to see people back enjoying some live football safely. Yeah, and what a win for Luxembourg at Republic of Ireland. Seamus Coleman said in the paper he was embarrassed, and it is embarrassing. I mean, Luxembourg more likely to win the Eurovision Song Contest <laughs> yeah, than win a football true. match, yeah, so yeah, yeah. good grief. And then on Sunday... Some pretty interesting results. Germany managed to get a 1-0 win against Romania. That was a Nabry goal. Havertz from Chelsea got the assist. Spain beat Georgia 2-1. Alba getting two assists in that match. Sweden quite comfortable win 3-0 against Kosovo. Italy winning 2-0 against Bulgaria. Um, France 2-0 against Kazakhstan. Denmark got the biggest result of the day. 8-0 against Moldova. So a very convincing win for them. And obviously looking at England, 2-0 against Albania. Wasn't the best performance, but it was good to see Kane on the starting sheet, Mount getting a goal, um, Shaw being influential as well. It's a a win, and that's the most important thing as well. Also worth noting that Scotland drew against Israel 1-1. Ryan Fraser getting the goal and Shea Adams assisting with that one. So plenty of still interesting matches as well on the Sunday. Uh, National League, again, National League's getting into an exciting uh, finish towards the end of the season. Certainly the top of the table is very exciting. Uh, who can get those places into the uh, into League 2 and uh, get the glory? Uh, focus on a couple of those. So one of the big matches, Stockport-Hartlepool. Hartlepool second, Stockport fourth. Both of them on good unbeaten runs. Uh, so no surprise, it was a 1-1 draw. Madden scored first for Hartlepool and Hollerhand for Stockport. So... All evens there, uh, and both of them still in strong positions, both on and beaten run still. Wrexham, 3-0 winners at home to Bromley. Bromley down to 10th, probably pushes them out of the opportunity to uh, get in the playoffs. Wrexham well and truly going well, 5th. Dior Angus, lad who was at, uh, on loan at Barrow, recalled to Wrexham. Good move because he scored two of the three goals yesterday, so Wrexham in 5th, doing pretty good. rest of the teams at the top, Sutton, top of the table, drew at Halifax. And Torquay lost again at Dagenham and Redbridge. They just can't get on a, get themselves back on a good run, having had such a strong start and uh, really dominating that league. Uh, just can't get themselves going, Torquay. Lost at Dagenham and Redbridge. So that's the National League. Barnet. So we've t- kind of turned towards the uh, international matches that have been going on, but I've picked someone that is playing in the Premier League. We might have mentioned his hair before in the past, but it's worth noting it again. And my Barnet is going to Soyuncay from Leicester. Obviously played for Turkey, scored for them. 24-year-old centre-back, very good centre-back. Um, struggled with injury recently, but he seems to be getting back to his best. And his hair's looking really good. It's very much rocking the top knot. He's got very long hair. 
Um, and it's a bit of a trademark look for him, really. He's kind of going for, I suppose, there's people like Bale that have done it as well, the top knot. But um, he's got a great barnet. Yeah, so he's definitely getting it for me. What with his uh, lockdown locks for Soyun Chai. Uh, well, you mentioned Ronaldo before, who stormed off at the end of the match. See, he's got a bit of a boring uh, style these days. He's gone through all sorts of phases over the years. Yeah. If you research and look back through his Barnet history, but uh, we'll give it him because he uh, at least he stormed off with a with a neat haircut. Very neat. It's looking really good actually. <laughs> So ones to watch. Um, finally, we're going to have some Premier League and Championship back, which is always exciting. And I've gone for the Premier League ones to watch Saturday, uh, 5.30, Leicester versus Man City. It's kind of weird to think that back in September, it was 5-2 to Leicester. Um, Jamie Vardy got a hat-trick. Interestingly, if you look at the team that played back then, the City defenders were Ake, Garcia, Mendy, and Walker, so there was no Stones, Diaz, Laporte, who seemed to have really strengthened their defence since then. So it'll be a very interesting match. And then also my last one for Premier League one to watch Sunday at 4.30, Arsenal versus Liverpool. It was 3-1 to Liverpool back in September. Um, but again, one of those matches that both teams will be up for it and uh, will think they've got a chance of getting all three points. So that's my ones to watch from the Premier League. Good Friday is a big day for championships, some real critical matches. So the first one, um, top v bottom, Watford, second six points clear from third, Swansea. They're playing Sheffield Wednesday at home. Watford have won five on the bounce on real good form. Sheffield Wednesday had a brilliant win last time out at Barnsley. You remember Jordan Rhodes got a couple, so uh, he's going to be uh, looking to get on the score sheet again. Darren Moore, new manager, so... Um, yeah, and there's six points behind Birmingham with a game in hand, Sheffield Wednesday, so it could pull off a bit of a bit of a surprise there, I think. A couple of teams desperate to get into the playoffs, uh, Barnsley and Reading, fifth versus sixth. Reading haven't won in three, got to Barnsley who are on good form, other than that Sheffield Wednesday defeat at home, really. So that's going to be uh, interesting. And then another bottom V top, Swansea, who are third. Lost the last two, they got to Birmingham, who are desperate for points in 21st just above Sheffield Wednesday. So some real interesting matches in the uh, Championship on Good Friday. Yeah, and then sticking with Good Friday theme in League One, I mentioned Lincoln City, and they're going to be playing at home against MK Dons. And Lincoln are really struggling at the moment, not one in five, whereas MK Dons have won their last four wins on the bounce. So, um, yeah, obviously fourth versus 12th but it should be a really interesting one and Lincoln will be desperate to go back to winning ways and then also on uh, Good Friday same time you've got Sunderland versus Oxford Sunderland like I said I think 17 games now uh, without a loss in all competitions and Oxford picking up that really good win against Lincoln and wanting to get into those promotion places so I think that'll be a really tight affair in League 1. League 2 you've got uh, fourth versus 21st, Bolton, I'd say on the on a fantastic run, uh, with Colchester four points off the drop. So Colchester go to Bolton desperate for points. And then you've got a real uh, cliffhanger at the top, Cheltenham second versus Tranmere third. Um, so that's going to be a tight affair, you would imagine. Then dropping down to the National League, a couple of big matches, Notts County, Wrexham, sixth versus fifth. Um, Notts County one point behind Wrexham, but they've got three games in hand. So if they can beat Wrexham, they're going to be in a very, very strong position. And then Barnett, so they're 22nd, 14 points adrift, and Solihull Moors, they're 17th. Had a bit of a strange season, Solihull. They're not in any risk or danger, but they've had a very, very disappointing season. 
Barnett might be 14 points adrift, but a bit like the rest of that conference league, they're all over the place with matches. They've got three games in hand, so if they win that, they might give themselves a little bit of hope, but uh, they need to win. So it's been quite a quick roundup this week. That's all from the podcast. And next week, like I said, we'll be back with our usual features of rants and raves, as well as reflecting on obviously the Premier League and Championship matches. So we'll be back with some more football chants and rants of the plants and we'll see you then.